Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Karuk over Zoom video. Karuk was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she talks about how she got into music, got a guitar in sixth grade, but didn't start pursuing how to play it until eighth. She got Guitar Hero also in sixth grade, and that kind of took over. And her dad's like, um, if you spend as much time learning guitar as you do on the game, you might get pretty good at it. So, so she took his advice and started to learn guitar via YouTube. She ended up getting into an arts high school that was over two hours from her house, went there for four years, graduated, attended Berklee School of Music, graduated from there, was in a band for a while that kind of dissolved and for a couple of years didn't really know what they wanted to pursue creatively or musically. Karuk then wrote the song Feet Stuff, which she ended up working with with someone she went to high school with and it kind of clicked for her. That was what she needed to be doing. That's what uh, Karuk's project would be. And from there, moved to Nashville, started working on songs. She told us about a viral moment she had on TikTok, the tour she's currently on with K-Flay, all about her new EP and the brand new song called IDK God. You can watch our interview with Kruk on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be so awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it'd be amazing if you follow us there and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Karuk. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, I'm Adam, by the way, and this podcast is about you, uh, your journey in music, and we'll obviously talk about the song that came out today as well. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, so first off, talk to me about where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm a big Steelers fan. I'm Are not really? a big hockey. Yeah, I am. I love, okay. I love football. I honestly didn't realize I loved football until like I was hanging out with my girlfriend's dad, who's a big Steelers fan, and he put on a game and I was like suddenly yelling at the TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, uh, I was raised like um, you know, 20, 30 minutes outside the city in like the South Hills area. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And, uh, how did you get into music? You know, I was, I don't really know. It was just something I was extremely drawn to. Like there's no one in my family that is even kind of musically inclined. I just okay. like always wanted to do it. Like I remember in second grade, they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they asked me to draw it. And I like, drew myself on stage playing guitar and singing, even though I'd never done it. Um, wow. It wasn't until like middle school that I like had a guitar and I was like, okay, like I actually kind of want to do this. And I started just looking up videos on YouTube of how to play certain songs. Um, so I taught myself guitar on YouTube and then I was in middle school writing songs. And then I actually went to a performing arts high school. And that oh, was you when did. I got, okay. yeah, I got kind of serious about music then. Um, well, going back a second here with the guitar, um, you, do you, you obviously you drew yourself singing on a stage playing guitar and then you get a guitar in middle school. Uh, what 
like did somebody did you get it from your parents like how did you get the guitar so i got a guitar for christmas from my parents okay. it was an electric did you, did you ask for the guitar were you I like I'm, it's time it's time yeah. to, to try to learn okay i think i got it in like like sixth grade and okay. uh, i also got guitar hero the same year and so oh. i spent all of my time playing guitar hero and never playing my actual guitar <laughs> and then my dad came in the living room once whenever i was playing it and he was like you're getting pretty good at guitar hero like if you spent like even half the time you know, playing your actual guitar, you might actually, you know, be good at guitar. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Like I should play guitar. And it was probably like eighth grade whenever I really picked up the guitar and started playing it and writing. Oh, so it kind of sat for a, a bit of time then. It sat. Sounds like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My second grade dreams sat for a while. All right. Well, what kind of, what kind of guitar did you get? I'm just curious. It was, it looked like a Strat. It was a black looking Strat, but it was like a Walmart guitar. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like a squire, like the, like the go-to. Not even, not even a squire. <laughs> okay. A Walmart brand, like came in a box with like a tiny amp and a, and a guitar for like a hundred bucks. Do you still have it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think it's gone. My family's moved around a lot. So we've had to get rid of a lot of stuff. Okay. So you ended up really taking it seriously in eighth grade, you said? Yeah. Eighth grade, I was like, writing songs all the time, staying up super late. And my dad was like, well, you should, you know, you should pursue this. Let's find a school for you to go to. And I auditioned for this performing arts school that was like two and a half hours away from my house. Wow. Um, and I got in and I just was like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I would wake up at like 5 a.m. every day to ride the bus to school and then I would get home at like six or seven and I would like do my homework on the bus or like play guitar on the bus. And then I'd come home and stay up and play guitar and write songs. So it was like, I was just obsessed. I was just truly obsessed with making music. Wow. That's amazing that you have such a supportive you know, household. Your dad's like, yeah, we should put you in a performing arts school. Yeah. It's yeah. two hours plus away. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Opportunity. Like, is wow. my Yeah. Opportunity is my father's love language. So. Okay. He like, he pushed me maybe a little too hard in some things, but like he pushed me a lot to do the things that I was good at. That's incredible though. Yeah. When it comes to the bus, was it like a, the city bus you had to take? Like public, straight up no, public transportation? Was, or they had a bus that went there? Right. It was a charter school. And so they had school buses, um, but they would only come so close. So like my mom would have to wake up with me and drive me 30 minutes to even get to the bus stop. And then I would be on the bus for another like hour and a half to two hours. So it was like, wow, it was a commitment. My family that was is a committed commitment. to making me good at music. That's amazing. And you <laughs> yeah. did that through all of high school, all four years of there? All four years of high school. Wow. And then I graduated um, and I got a scholarship to go to Berkeley in Boston. Okay. Wow. And went there for four years. Um, I studied songwriting and contemporary writing and production, which mm -hmm. is like basically just, you know, writing for big band, writing for strings, writing for commercials. It was just like a, a ton of writing. I just wrote and wrote and wrote. Mm -hmm. So when it came, well, real quick on the, on the, the high school that you went to, you said you had an audition to get into school. What was the audition process like to get just into that high school? I'm pretty sure I just like, there was like three teachers in there that I ended up studying with for four years. And they were just, 
they let me play a song. I think I just played one of my original songs. Mm-hmm. And then I think they maybe asked me to try to read some music, which I could not do and still cannot do, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they just like asked me to, to sing a song for them. And I, I've, I'm pretty sure I sang like some kind of really sad song that I wrote. I think it was called Gone. And I, I don't remember how it goes, but I know like my whole high school knew that song. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. So the, it must've been a hit if the, the school knew it. <laughs> right? it was, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It honestly, <laughs> that era of my writing really reminds me of like John Mayer. Like I okay. loved John Mayer at the time, mm-hmm. like this kind of like jazz pop thing. It was popular in my high school. And so like, it was kind of all I knew. Mm-hmm. And is, was he kind of an inspiration to go to Berkeley or was that just the, I didn't even know he went to Berkeley. Oh, and then when I got there, everyone was like, everyone has really mixed feelings about John Mayer at Berkeley. So (laughs) I knew he went there um, when I got there, but yeah, I guess it wasn't really a deciding factor. It was just kind of like the school to go to for, you know, contemporary music. Mm -hmm. And with, with that too, did you audition to get into Berkeley? Yes. Um, I don't remember what city I auditioned in, but I auditioned and I, I just, it was like very similar to my high school. I played a song that I wrote um, and then they asked me to sight read music, which I was a little bit better at, but I okay. was not fluent. All right. Well, when you're writing songs in high school, I mean, you started writing songs in eighth grade, but when you get into this, this school, are you studying songwriting at the high school or was it just kind of a mix of everything? It was... It wasn't, there wasn't really songwriting classes. It was more like, um, I spent like over half the day doing music. So I was in like a jazz class. I had a choir class, if not two, I had a voice Mm -hmm. lesson. Um, and then I had like theory classes and music history classes. And then I I, honestly, I kind of just did songwriting whenever I could. Like I just kind of did that by myself. They didn't have classes on that. I hope they Mm -hmm. do now. I would, I would love to go back and find out, but yeah. So with the songs that you're writing when you're in school, were you sharing those with people? I mean, obviously the school knew the one that gone song, but like everything else from that, were you sharing them? Were you putting them up online? Like how were people hearing the music? This This is like a huge secret that I haven't told many people. I like recorded a whole album and put it out when I was in high school. I have since taken it off the internet because it is extremely embarrassing for me to listen to. Okay. But it exists. Wow. It was called called L O V E like, like literally L dot O dot V dot E dot, you know, was it an acronym or just love with periods? No, it was just love. I had a song (laughs) that I spelled out the word love in. And so I, yeah, it was the title track. You got it. (laughs) Uh, That's cool though. Were you doing like uh, any sort of, you know, YouTube stuff? Because I mean, your TikTok and your, your online presence is hilarious. And I was just uh, tinkering around your website, which is also like, one of the coolest websites I've ever seen and I was playing your cheese ball Pac-Man game and, and all the little things that you have on your website. Thank you. Oh my God. You did a deep dive. That's oh, it was so just cl- going to the website. I was like, Whoa, I remember these Mac computers that were totally clear, like uh, monitors. And right. <laughs> the fact that you created your whole website on it, yeah. is brilliant and uh i mean just the, the, like i'm 50 grand in debt or something like click here for feedbacks. 
like, I was dying. Uh, like, thank you so very, much. Very yeah, funny. It's, it's, it's all about the details. Um, really? For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, what was the initial question? Oh, um, I don't know if I had one. I, I think, oh, do, were you doing online stuff when right. you were in high so school? I, I was, so I had a friend, his name was Chris. He was like doing really amazing YouTube videos at the time. He was a songwriter. Um, and he just saw me play once and he was like, let's make videos for you. And it was, it was so nice. Um, we started making some videos and it was like long form YouTube videos, like covers and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like I actually knew what I wanted to do creatively, like visually until mm -hmm. this project, until Karuk. Like, I think that everything before this, I've kind of been like, well, I know the formula of songwriting and I know the formula of like what a video should look like. But it, it, I don't think it was until this project that I feel like I'm visually and musically like inserting my own personality and my own experience into my project. Okay. And you're doing a great job. I mean, the video where... So actually, I'm curious because this will kind of lead me up to the next question. Um, with with this current project, like after you had graduated at Berkeley, uh, did you were you still pursuing just songwriting? Like, at, like what was the next step there from from so finishing up at Berkeley? When I was in Berkeley, I was in a band called Lux okay. L U H X. Period. It was period. a um, <laughs> it was like this alternative like pop band, and I made it with my friends, and it was a blast. And it wasn't until I graduated and was like a year out of college where I was like, I, I kind of think there's something else for me. Um, and so I made the decision to leave that group. And I spent like the next two years, probably like just kind of wandering around music being like, I want to do it so bad. And I just don't know how mm -hmm. to pursue it. You know, I think I, I was working at CVS. I was a cashier, I was a supervisor, and then I became a babysitter um all the while like spending like weekends or anytime I like felt inspired to do music um but it it has very much music very much requires a lot of passion for me and a lot of vision and I just didn't have it for the first couple of years out of college it just felt like it's it's really scary to get <laughs> two art degrees and then graduate knowing that your art degrees can't get you your dream career you know like mm -hmm. the knowledge that you gain from it, um, the creativity, the skills, the production, you know, all of that is super valuable, but nobody exactly teaches you, like you have to know yourself and like know what you want out of your career to get it, you know? Right. Like, it's an interesting given, path. Yeah. yeah we're it's given subjective, these tools. right? Yeah, exactly. We're given these tools and, um, but it requires a lot more just like self-knowing mm -hmm. than most other careers. Was there like a, something that clicked when within after those two year period that you were like, yeah. okay, I'm ready to be creative again. Yeah. So I'd, I'd written a few songs and some of them felt really good and some of them felt okay. And then I went home to Pittsburgh and one of my good friends from high school, his name's Steven. He goes by the name Nabes now, N-A-B-E-S. Um, oh, okay. Do you know him? That sounds from Yeah. Yeah, I do. Amazing. I think he's super talented. He's like one of my best friends, but I went home and he was there and we were like, let's make some music. And I had this song called 
feet stuff. I had like half of it done and <laughs> yeah, it's a good title. Um, I'd like half of it done. And I was like, yo, like, I just, I don't really know how to finish this. Can we try to do this? It was also my first time. Like I felt like truly co-writing, truly collaborating on something, on an idea. Mm-hmm. And we had just a blast writing it. It came out like nothing I'd ever written before. Like, like I, there was a lot of humor in it. There was a lot of like kind of ADD attention, like, wait, what is she talking about rolling on sentences? And it, it felt like I'd found my lyrical voice okay. for the first time. And that was like, whenever it clicked and I was like, okay, I have a project here. Like I, like I might not have all the songs for it, but I have, I have the idea and the creative vision for it now. Mm-hmm. And from there, did you just start putting up online or like, what so was kind of the next thing that I continued the writing? Next level? Yeah. Okay. I continued writing. I moved to Nashville. Um, really? Are you still living in Nashville? I'm I in do, Nashville. Yeah. Oh, I wow. In I live in East Nashville. Very Moss cool. Tacos. If anybody knows what Moss Tacos is. It's a good spot. They will now. Yeah, they will now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I moved to Nashville. I continued writing. I started producing. I started okay. producing the tracks because I was like, honestly, my friend Steven, super talented and super busy. And I was like, I can't, I can't continue to ask him to do this work for free. Um, as well as a couple of other of my friends that are really talented producers. I was like, I just, I need to spend some time like figuring out what they do and how they do it and, and make it my own. And so I spent like a year in Nashville, just kind of working behind the scenes on this project. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to release feet stuff, like specifically that song. Um, And that was kind of when everything unfolded like it's not even like that song did crazy well it didn't get playlisted at all Mm -hmm. i don't even it maybe hit a thousand you know listens on spotify but the right people heard it and believed in me Mm -hmm. and yeah that's amazing i I love the videos that you're doing there's so the one i watched um before i got with you you um you like say something like you didn't, people didn't know that you could sing. And then you're like producing yourself on like your little keyboard. And then you're, yeah. you're holding like a thing of cheese hits or something like that. Like, I love that one. That yeah. was what, honestly, that was whenever I was like, so I spent like the last couple months before this tour that I'm on. Um, I spent the last few months, like trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do on TikTok because <laughs> it is such an important tool for us now Mm-hmm. And also really can be really hard to figure out your voice, you know? And I had like made this video of me, you know, imitating this little girl puking, you know, like how you have the the video playing and you're like also imitating. Uh, oh, sure. Sure. Okay. So I, I posted one of those and it went like viral, like 1.6 million views or some shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, all these people know me now as the puke girl. Like, what am I going to do? And that was when I had the idea. I was like, I'm going to make a song saying, Hey, I know I'm the puke girl, but also I make music and I think you would like it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, that also like that kind of opened up what I now do on TikTok, which is like kind of making my own little music videos. Like, yeah. And they're so creative and they're so Thank funny you. like that. Yeah. Just like the whole that whole video, like every, every piece of it is, it's 
it's TikTok, like like perfectly done. I think like I'm Thank I'm not <laughs> very good at it whatsoever. Um, but I've seen the ones that are really good and just like how quick it is and you're moving and you're, you know, you're turning and the cuts and just like the creativity of it. Like I was laughing so hard. And then I went to your website. I'm like, okay, she, she is so funny. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I know you're on tour now. Don't you play tonight? Yeah. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Right you're now. in Portland, Oregon. You're opening up for K-Fly? Yeah. Wow. This is this your first tour you've ever done or did you tour with that other band you you were in? Uh, We maybe did a little tour, but it definitely was not to this caliber. Um, And uh, yeah, this this has been my first time on tour as as Karuk. It's my first time playing shows as Karuk. Wow. A lot of firsts. It's and it's a big tour. Like it's a long we have earned our stripes during this tour. It is yeah. not easy. <laughs> and you're playing to big audiences. I mean, K-Flight plays to big, big crowds. She's yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I have, I really like to curate everything I do. And I curated this set and I wrote a song for the opening of my show. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a line in it where I say, um, I'm just really grateful that you all showed up because a lot of people didn't get here early enough. And I'm like, I wrote that. And then I started playing the shows and these, these shows are freaking packed. <laughs> like, yeah. like there is no shortage of people there. So it's like, <laughs> like, I, I don't, I almost feel bad singing it, you know? Cause I'm like, well, now I feel ungrateful because this room is freaking packed. But at the same time, like, I think that people end up feeling kind of special for hearing it, you know? Yeah. And they probably get where you're going with it, obviously. Right. right? I mean, yeah. if you looked at a lineup, and you're going for K-Flay, then right. people usually go, oh, I want, she might be going on around nine, so I'm going to get there at 8.50. Or you, right. That's just you know the nature of most people right. when it comes to shows. So that's cool that there's that many people, you know, even people there that early. And, and is your, yeah. I would imagine, like, kind of explain, explain your show to me, because is it quirky and funny? And are you doing these things in between songs? Like, you know, I mean, just off your internet personality. Yeah, my... I showed my girlfriend the set. She was the first person to see the set outside of the band. And the first thing she said to me, she was like, I, she was like, I was speaking to a friend earlier and they asked me what your set would be like. And I said, eventually it would probably be half music and half comedy. And she said, but you're already doing it. It is already half music and half comedy. (laughs) Like I have this little like vocal transformer thing where I can sound like a guy and it's like oh, a wow. school, and so I, it kind of looks like a stand-up comedic like thing. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really fun, and I it's a lot of like connecting with the people that are in the audience. You know, talking, mm-hmm. listening to them, saying things back. You know, I like mm-hmm. to leave a lot of space, um, and obviously play a lot of songs too, but. Cool. Very cool. Um, and well, tell me about the new song you have coming out, IDK God. IDK God. Um, or it's out. What am I saying? It's out yeah, today. It's out right now. It <laughs> yeah, came out literally like, is. this morning. Like this second. It's yeah. Out. Um, yeah, that song, it's not that I, this is kind of funny. It's not that I didn't like this song before tour. I loved the song before tour, but it took on just like an entirely new personality and energy playing it live um the way that people respond to the song 
kind of shocked me um because it's like a slower song it's like a mm-hmm. you know it's like when you really have to listen to and it just surprised me that people were listening so intently and giggling at the lines and crying by the end of it and I, I was initially supposed to release a different song today and I was like I think this one needs to come out I think that with everything that's you know the pandemic slowly slowly coming to an end mm-hmm. and all of the stuff with Ukraine going on right now I think that the song is kind of living its own life and I, I felt the need to release it now rather than later you know mm-hmm. is, is it pretty cool being able to kind of just workshop well, not workshop I guess that's not the right word but like play songs like IDK God before they're out and kind of seeing the crowd's reaction to it absolutely and, you know you're kind of playing to I mean how 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 much of your set isn't released yet i guess would be my question um or is that was that the only one no yeah i guess i guess that's the only one on the ep okay. that isn't out yet okay um you know i so i play snakes i don't know if you've heard that song on my tiktok uh-uh. but that's that's like the one that everybody's asking me to release on the internet right now uh, okay um and then i i play that opening act song which i actually never intend on releasing that i kind of want to keep it like a secret for anybody that comes to my show. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's been really, it's been really cool. Specifically, I don't know, God has just been shocking and really special every night. That is amazing. That is amazing. I yeah, I can't wait to see you. And I and I would imagine your set is gotta be not only great, but you know, very entertaining. I would. <laughs> you gotta come see it. You gotta come see I it. I know. I know. I know. Do you played Nashville, didn't you? And I, I missed did. it. I know. I did see that. Um, I'm back. I live there, so. I know. Yeah. Next time you you play here, I'm going for sure. And uh, and congratulations on the tour. And then you have another big tour coming up as well, right? In the I, in summer. Yeah, I'm going on a few dates with um, JP Sachs, which That's I'm huge. Really excited about truly legendary in the Berkeley songwriting world. So another full circle moment for me. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this group. I really, really, really appreciate it. And especially since you have a show tonight, thank you for taking time to, to yeah. chat with me. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I have one more question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Start to journal, start to do things that make you a little uncomfortable because like you can take every songwriting class in the world and still not be unique. I think that what makes every artist unique is themselves. It's not their songwriting. It's not the craft. It's not their lyrics. It's like them inserting themselves into music. So just find yourself. That's what I would say.